everyone who is listening i'm drew it's just me this week uh obviously you're seeing that at the title of this episode i am truly on my last legs i'm dealing with a slight stomach bug today um no new guests this week because of summer scheduling issues and i just need to take a week to do like a little mini episode and not do a full one but it'll still be good. Maybe not good, but it'll be something. It'll be it'll be an adjective of indeterminate quality. Because we're just getting started, baby. Um, I'm gonna talk about the usual stuff today. So if you know Bravo or Drag Race are not necessarily your thing, then maybe this is one to skip. But we're still gonna do it. Um, I do want to talk really briefly about my like festival and concert going experiences recently because I've been to a lot of very, very cool shows. Um, Two weeks ago, went with friend of the pod, Jack Mazio, to Beach House, which is a band that I have loved for years now. Um, Like truly like a decade and a half of fandom almost, like kind of not day one, but like pretty close to day one with them. Um, It was a religious experience. The dirty little secret to like Beach House songs is they all do sound sort of similar, like almost exactly the same. Like the tempos are pretty standard. Like it really just is like a synth riff here, like a guitar lick there the same general formula of like slow building soaring vocals but like it works obviously like their songwriting is really good like and it is just some of the prettiest music that has ever been put to record to lp um and to hear that for an hour 20 as just this wall of sound washing over you was awesome i i really really uh, got my life in many ways and went to Pitchfork Festival which was awesome just Saturday though so like we started off with Cupcake who I've seen a few times and like you know gets the party started pretty reliably then at um friend of the pod Grant Cordes's request we went to The Armed which is this like hardcore punk band out of Detroit I had listened to their album from last year, Ultra Pop, once. Was not super into it. Um, but seeing the show live really, like, clicked everything into focus. It's It was seven of the hottest guys you've ever seen in your life. Like, true male models. I may have to put up a picture in the car- like in a carousel when I post the episode. Because I truly was just, like, full cartoon wolf tongue as a staircase like awuga eyes out like I, I was not acting right and I guess when you're straight edge because all these people are straight edge like you do get ripped because I think that's just like what fills the void you know so maybe I should be straight edge and like start obsessively throwing myself into working out because I also want to make punk music and like do 
do muscly things and like maybe not be in Detroit, but like definitely be somewhere else, you know? And it was, so it was those seven guys and then three like 21 year old girls in like American apparel body suits and juggalo face paint because of obviously this is Detroit. And I, I loved it. Like the full mosh pit, full like crowd surfing, full like just running through the crowd hitting people with microphones. Like it reminded me um, a few years ago, this was such a crazy building, but like I went to a show in LA that had Cupcake open for Turnstile, which is like pretty like big mega fame Turnstile. And that was such a crazy show because people were doing literal like backflips off the stage and like it was just like it was so wild and I I had a very similar energetic experience at the arm show it was great um the who else do we see oh dry cleaning from the UK they're this like post-punk unit led by Florence Shaw who is a red-headed witch not unlike the other red-headed witch Florence Welch Florence Florence Welch Florence uh, sorry, my lobotomy hasn't kicked in yet. Florence Welch. I'm not going to take that out. Um, it was really good. Like, it, it also kind of similar music all the way through. But like, I think that just kind of is like all the post-punk wave right now. Like a lot of bands out the UK sound like that, but like she was really good. Then we saw Friends of the Pod Magdalena Bay, who were reliably excellent. I've also seen them like eight or nine times now, and they're just excellent every time. Their album from last year, The Big or Mercurial World, is excellent. And if people have not checked that out, please, please, please remedy that. Um, who else do we see? Oh, yeah. And then the big three of the day were Lucy Dacus, excellent. I've seen her before, but not like off of this new album. She was fantastic. Biggest sing-along of the day was her covering Believe by Cher, which she has now released on Spotify, I think. So go check that out. And then Japanese Breakfast was my favorite act of the day. Truly excellent. She brought out Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Um, and that was fun. I'm not a huge Wilco fan, but like, which I know I shouldn't be saying in Chicago. Like I have like the sniper bullet trained on my head now, but um, I got it more after seeing him, uh, Jeff Tweedy, come out with Japanese Breakfast. And then Mitski closed out the night in a very, like, tightly choreographed set. I'm not a huge fan of her most recent album, Laurel Hell. I, I think I'm on record as saying it's probably my biggest disappointment of an album of the year so far. But the live show really clicked it in the gear. And I think that's true with like a good live show can make you reevaluate a lot of music. Like that's what, what I just said about the armed, but like, I don't think I'm going to be revisiting Laurel Hell as much as her first two albums, but like, you know, it was, it was pretty solid. Like I, I, I liked the show. And then yesterday I went to um, a cosmic country fest in a made up neighborhood in Chicago called Bricktown, which is on the Chicago river. And we saw Lavender Country, who, if y'all are not familiar, Lavender Country is the first openly gay country act. Like, he's been making music since 1967. Um, 
and I, I mean, I, he's like worked with like everyone. He's also like a city planning legend. Like, has done a lot of really cool stuff for um, unhoused people, like queer people, um, rights of the mentally ill, and like the Pacific Northwest. And I was really excited to see him live. It was a fantastic show. Um, he's, I believe, in his eighties. Don't quote me on that, but he. Um, he was very, very, like, musically gifted, and the storytelling in between the songs was great. Like, he went a half hour over, but, like, you gotta just let him do it. Like, he's a legend. So, um, that was great. So, that's been my big shows. I don't know if that was interesting for anyone to hear, but, like, if any of the artists I just said, uh, pique your fancy, then why don't you fancy a peak? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like really not doing well today. Like it's, it's early and these episodes are all, it's, it's so hard to record and just talk by yourself for however long this is going to be, hopefully not too long. All right. So let's go to Bravo. Um, Beverly Hills. I need to just start off by saying that Diana Jenkins is the worst new housewife addition to any franchise I think in in years like years and years and years she I just find her so unwatchable she doesn't understand the dynamics of making reality tv I'm not convinced that she's ever talked to a human being before and I don't want to be class essentialist about this but like I'm really surprised that someone who is from by her words her words not mine a working class background is so just completely unable to interact with other people in a way that is not just suffused with condescension. Like it is Jelaine level behavior. And I'm not, I like, if people want to read about all that, uh, why I said Jelaine level, then you can Google that on your own time. Um, but it is really difficult to watch her do all this. So I am team Sutton Garcelle always. I think Kyle is being a menace this season. Dorit, get over it. Get over this like home invasion storyline. Like I, I know it's traumatic, but like she's really like, she has to live in the now a little bit, you know, like she has kids. Like let's, let's, let's get it together. Um, I don't really oh the Jamie Lee Curtis scene this week was extremely funny Dorit acting as net if she's never seen a water bottle before was high comedy and a very uh instant top five Dorit moment of all time for me um Jamie Sutton or Jamie Lee saying to Sutton good luck to you was so cryptic if someone like lasered in on me and said good luck to you leaving a scenario I think I would self-immolate. I definitely would not be very pleased with any of that. Um, I'm not watching Dubai right now. I've heard it's kind of a flop. Um, though maybe I'll check it out like on a slow day if we have another rainy day here. Um, Ultimate Girls Trip finished out kind of with a whimper, but I think this was the most enjoyable season of Housewives in some time. Um, seven episodes, I think, is just the right amount of time for this kind of show 
I think, especially given that some of these women are so toxic to watch for even short bursts. I thought, I mean, I've said on pod before, but like Dorinda's utter inability to self-reflect in just willful ignorance of her relationship to substances is it, it really like I, I by the end of the season I was like you need to like not be on tv for a very long time if ever again and I'm pretty sure she got hired to do the Roni legacy cast but like I cannot imagine that they're not going to give her an ultimatum well you need to like sober up before you do this like they did with Sonia a few years ago well, it's been more than a few years. I think this was in between like 2015 and 2016, like the season where she went to Atlantic City and like had a meltdown about John John. And then the season where Lou got engaged. That like Sonia was a lot more chill the next season, even with the tipsy girl and everything, because it just was a little bit more like um like toned down for her you know and I think she's kind of regressed a little bit since then but I mean she was pretty good that season I think they need to do a similar thing with Dorinda because what she's doing right now is like I mean she's just she's a spiked wrecking ball going into a retaining wall it's really just reckless and damaging and so hurtful like you really have to get do something pretty bad to like get me to sympathize sympathize with Vicky Gunvalson and I was full team Vicky at all points this season I you know I think Vicky is a ghoul but she's so funny and I do unfortunately see a lot of myself in Vicky Gunvalson <laughs> like not to self-pathologize on the podcast but I do <laughs> when she she was like I want people to know that when I died I died sad. Like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, the, like a naked truth, but like one that I can, I definitely in my like most wallowy moments, which do, don't happen that often. Like I go full Vicky, like in full self-pity like that. <laughs> Maybe I'm kind of in that right now, but I don't want to die sad. I kind of want to die like hot and like, like, if I died today, I would want people to know that I was hot and, like, having stomach problems. Like, that's kind of, like, you know, he died as he lived. And I definitely live with stomach problems every day. Um, okay, so that's Bravo. Okay, Drag Race. So I'm not watching any of the international franchises. Like, I really need to take a breather after this season because All-Stars 8, no, Ulster 7, I'm sorry, Ulster 7 is the one we're on right now, has ended, I mean, it's not done yet, but like, this past episode really pissed me off, and I like all these queens so much, but I hate it when Drag Race feels too explicitly producer-driven. I I don't think they're, I, I definitely would have put Shay and Monet as my top two of the week, but giving them three stars apiece just to get them into the finale, like the Lala Perusa SmackDown, I just did not really read as a very genuine. Um, like, I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't know how you watch this season and think like, oh yeah, Shay should definitely be in the final four. 
like she bodied two challenges like pretty well but they were both like performance dance challenges everything else like I, I think she is an insanely talented queen and I've met her before and she is very nice and sweet but like she wasn't great at drag race this season like and it you know she's not like an like she her looks are like pretty good but they're not like next level insanely good and in a season full of like true comedy queens like she is merely just like funny and competent so like I don't know I I think like my top my top four in a perfect world would have been Jinx, Jada, The Viv, and Raja and to have only one of those people actually make it in I thought Jada got really fucked over like Jada should have been in the final four but the like star twist was really silly, but I can't really get mad at anything because like every queen did very well this season for the most part. Like I, I, I'm really happy to have some of these queens back on TV too. Like almost all of them, like, and people who I wasn't into as much before, like Evie, I gained a huge new appreciation for this season and the Viv too. Like the Viv was a nice surprise for me as well, but I don't really appreciate how Drag Race just like nakedly manipulates the results to get what they want like it just like the fandom doesn't like that like just because like the top four queens are like the top like social media queens does not mean that like that should be the top four I don't know but I'm very excited for uh the upcoming season 15 and all stars eight you can see casting rumors for that online but like the cast for both of those are going to be fucking insane so um and i'm extremely excited for drag race philippines which is coming out in a month and i will probably be recapping on this show because like i love jiggly caliente like the panel looks sickening and like all these queens i think they're announcing casting this week but like the queens are out there and they are some of the most like accomplished like multi-hyphenate performers I've seen to date on Drag Race. So I'm very excited um, for that franchise. Because Thailand, I think this is going to be a lot more like um, the traditional Drag Race model as opposed to Drag Race Thailand, which like A, is canceled. I don't know if people knew that. Um, and B, like just the format for that was like a too far off of main drag race that like I didn't fully enjoy it but um Philippines is gonna be really good I've heard France is pretty good too I just haven't gotten into it yet um Canada I mean I thought Canada season two was one of the three worst seasons of drag race I've seen and I don't and I didn't really love season one all that much either. So like, I can't really imagine that I'm going to enjoy this one. I'll check it out. I think it's really upsetting that there's a queen named Irma Gerd. Like, like I'm going to go on season 16 of Drag Race US as like, can I has Mudkip or whatever. So that's that on that. I don't really have anything else to say. Watch the bear. The bear was really, really good. I like, I think the writing was like not always great, but the last three episodes of the bear, I think are some of the best TV I've watched all year. Io Debris is a fucking star. Jeremy Allen White, um, plow me, please. 
Um, what else have I been watching? I get, I think that's about it, honestly. I'm going to go see Nope this week, um, and we'll probably talk about that on next week's episode. We have some great guests coming up um, in the month of August, so definitely get excited for all that. Um, and I'm sorry this episode was so half-assed, but, like, we can't always... Like, I can't be good all the time. I don't think I'm good 40% of the time, but like today's not one of the days that I can really like do the do, you know? And uh, we're just gonna have to manage. So if you made it to the end of this, like I'll I'll put in some like bonus content. I don't know what that's gonna be. Like probably like say, if you play this episode backwards from here, um, there's a secret like Necromicon a, a book of the devil so listen backwards and try to find the clue but only from where i said so and if you haven't made it to this point yet um you don't get the prize which i think is like i don't know an imp or something a familiar how the fuck did i end like this i'm so sorry um follow me if for whatever reason that appeals to you at on twitter at fk pigs with a z on instagram at drew has kids with z's um and follow at crisis swing pod on twitter and instagram i will be back next week um with a very special fan favorite guest who will be making her return after almost a year and then more to come in the weeks ahead all right bye